Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. My name is Ken Fallon and we're going to continue on, on with the series on LPI Linux Certification. Just give you an overview of what we're going to be talking about today. The topic for today is SCSI, S-C-S-I. And we're going to be skipping over two sections, the modem section and the sound section, uh, for two different reasons. The first is because I don't like talking about modems. I hate them. And luckily, a person from Germany has answered the call and will be stepping in to do the episode on modems. If there's anyone else uh, that can do something on Linux sound systems uh, with particular reference to... Well, it doesn't necessarily need to be anything to do with the LPI certification, but basically the documents that I have refer to a utility called SND config, uh, which I can't find on any system that I have running. So if there's anybody out there who has done, uh, who knows a lot about Linux sound in general, also with specific reference to what might come up in the exam, that would be great. But I would be very interested in hearing an LPR's topic about that or a whole series of topics about the old sound subsystems on Linux. Um, That said, if there's people out there who have LPI certifications, I'd really like to hear from you. Something as simple as sending in a recording of, you know, with comments on a section that I've done, or with a ideally great take a section and run with it. Because I recently got my employer to pay for a LPI book. Uh, it's the O'Reilly one in a nutshell. It's a desktop quick reference guide and. The lads in work were laughing that a nutshell book would run to 959 pages. And for our reference, uh, what I'm going to be covering today is page 17, and that's not including uh, a lot of pages about uh, on the introduction. So, uh, at this rate, we'll be finished in the year 3000, so I, I really do need uh, people's help with this. And the cool thing about it is, if you just know one particular topic, uh, you can do a quick episode. I'm following a, um, a particular line of what we're going to be covering. So we're doing hardware and architecture now. Shortly we'll be going on to uh, Linux installation and package management, designing hard disk layout, installing boot manager, which I'm not going to do because I'm going to borrow. Uh, Dan's done a whole series on that, so um, possibly if you just wanted to give a quick summary of what uh, all the stuff that Dan is covering uh, and what of that is relevant to the LPI certification, please do that. Uh, moving on again, we have uh, the make and install programs from source, managing shared libraries, using Debian package management and using Red Hat package management. So if if you would like to volunteer for any of these topics, uh, please do so. Uh, I'd love uh, I'd love people to come on board. If you go to uh, wikibooks.org and look for the LPI certification book, the table of contents just describes all the topics that's going to be coming up. Uh, what I'd like to do is just put a list beside those and people can jump in with any of the topics. And, uh, uh, you know, if there's, like, Dan's um, Grub and Lilo thing with the boot managers... If that's already been done, then just a five-minute synopsis of, of what's important about that would kind of get us going. Okay, where are we now? 
Yes, I'm also interested, if you're, if you're not interested in actually recording a technical piece, I am interested in hearing feedback about what the exams are like, um, what you should be reading, what study you should be doing, what books you would recommend. Fire off those in an email to me, that would be great. Ideally a sound recording, then I don't have to do anything except slap it on to the end of, uh, of a regular program. Okay. Now let's get started. I'm going to be taking a lot of the information for this topic from Scott Muller's Upgrading and Repairing Servers, also from the LPI Linux Certification and a Nutshell Quick Reference book from O'Reilly, and of course the IBM documentation. SCSI stands for, it's pronounced SCSI, S-C-U-Z-Z-Y, or Z-Z-Y, and it stands for Small Computer System Interface, and it's a general purpose interface used for connecting devices to PCs. It was originally developed, uh, or kind of started its life with this Stuttgart Associated System Interface, and it's a flexible system. It's not just for disks, hard disks, it's used for tape devices and RAID arrays and that sort of thing. So you see it quite a lot in servers, um, not so much in desktops. Well, you're seeing it quite a lot through SCSI emulation on CD-ROMs. And you're also seeing it in uh, serial ATA drives, which will also appear as SCSI devices. So, okay, a SCSI is a bus and it can support 7 or 15 devices in total. Uh, multi-channel adapters exist and can support 7 or 15 devices per channel. So if you have a big server, you might have, yeah, I don't know, loads of these channels and they're each supporting uh, 15 devices or, or well, 7 or 15. And the SCSI host adapter can be installed on a PCI or a PCI Express card or it might be built into the motherboard. Typically what you see in some servers is that there's a few built into on the motherboard and then you can buy uh, additional cards. Uh, the host adapter functions as a gateway between the SCSI bus and the PC system bus, and each device on the bus has a SCSI controller chip built in. Now that means your tape devices and your hard disks and everything else all have a SCSI controller on them. And the SCSI host adapter doesn't talk with the hard disk, it actually talks uh, with the SCSI, SCSI uh, interface controller built into the device, and that's more or less the same way that we saw with ATA uh, drives earlier on in the series. That's more or less it for the history of it. Um, we're going to go and we're going to talk about the different types of uh, SCSI devices. Now, Riley has them as SCSI 1, SCSI 2, Wide SCSI, Fast SCSI, Fast Wide SCSI, Ultra SCSI, Ultra Wide, uh, oh, sorry, Ultra SCSI. Ultra Wide, Ultra 2, Wide Ultra 2. We will move on to SCSI IDs. The IDs are, I've mentioned already, 7, and you can have 7 or 15. And they, where those numbers come from is the number of uh, dress lines that they can be. So on an 8-bit uh, bus, which would be fast, it has uh, three address lines, which works out three, uh, two to the power of three, which is eight devices. Or for a 16-bit, there are four address lines, which is two to the power of four, which means there are 16 devices. Now, one of them will always be the controller. So you subtract one from that, so you have seven and 15 possible devices per channel. And just read something from the, refer to the IBM documentation here. Every device, including the controller, has a number, or what's called an ID. 
for 8 bits because the ID ranges from 0 to 7 and why it's because he adds the numbers 8 to 15. Narrow devices may only use the ID numbers of 0 to 7 while wide devices may use the numbers 0 through 15. Traditionally the controller is assigned the ID of 7. Usually you will set this either with a jumper or it might actually be done in software. Guzzy devices they have a priority so the priority runs from 0 lowest to 7 the highest. So controller has the highest priority of 7. The extra IDs have higher priority so 8 is the lowest and 15 is the highest. Thus the overall priority sequence is 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. You address devices on a SCSI, uh, a SCSI bus using three different things. So you have the channel, um, which is like a particular controller. So if you have two controllers in there, you might have channel 0, channel 1. And then along that, you have the SCSI ID, which we just talked about, which goes from uh, 0 to 7 or uh, 0 to 15, depending on whether you're using fast or wide uh, 16 to 32-bit. And then at the end of that, you have a thing called a LUN. Now, a LUN is a logical unit number. And there you see those in for controllers that have access to multiple logical devices using a single SCSI address. So one of those SCSI devices might ha- might be a RAID controller and have four physical hard disks connected onto that. And the first one of those will be uh, zero and the next one will be one, two, three. The loan idea is to be able to uh, address additional devices connected on that. A few other things that are that you need to know about SCSI is the yeah cable length. It's depending on the specification, might be twenty five meters depending on the termination or twelve meter. It operates like a channel, so at the end of each cable, it has to be terminated. So it's terminated usually on the controller. You don't necessarily need to worry about that, but you need to keep it in mind. And at the end. All the devices come off it, but on the end you need to put, make sure it's uh, terminated. And the termination might be you press a button on the, on say the tape drive if that's the last device on there. There might be a termination button on and off, or it can also be a physical cable, physical device that you plug into um, your SCSI cable itself, and that will offer the termination. In the O'Reilly book, there's a warning about not mixing 8-bit and 16-bit um, term- terminators because you might put an 8-bit on a 16-bit cable and terminate the first eight devices while the other ones are left unterminated and they don't respond and you don't know. The next thing we will move on to is on a Linux system how they are how they are addressed and they are usually where we've had slash dev hda before hdb hdc with scuzzy it don't have the idea of a a and a b controller so it's just a b c d e f g h right down along so here on uh, i have a server with several disks sd a sdb sdc and That's all very well and all very nice. One other thing is tape drives will have a device ID of slash dev slash st and a RAID controller device might have a SDC. Now, RAID controllers I've known from being in work, they might just present the disk as a SDBC or something. They might also present it as something else. So what I'm going to do here on server and work is uh, I'm going to do D-M-E-S-T G to get boot up kernel messages 
I'm going to group that with the minus i and look for SCSI. And here we have some devices, dv slash ccis, which is actually a, a compact uh, rig controller. And then it goes into uh, slash cdd0p2. Yep. It's depending on the server itself or their rig controller card and the drivers that come with it. So that, my friends, is pretty much it. I'm going to give you, on the exam from the O'Reilly book, you should be familiar with SCSI IDs, termination, and the Linux SCSI device naming for the 102 exam. So thank you very much for listening. That was it. Uh, just to round up again, what uh, what we were talking about was your IDs, bus speeds, what a LUN is, how they are addressed in Linux, and that you need to terminate them. If there's anybody else who wants to give me uh, an episode on the sound recording, uh, that would be great. If you uh, are interested in doing an episode on Hacker Public Radio, please do so. Uh, it's really cool and interesting to hear uh, people from all over the world throwing in uh, different topics. I never cease to be entertained by it. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.